it's God first, other second, yourself third. The unique and cool thing about it is if you have that perspective, it comes back around to benefit you. Iwoo Hoops presents The Pursuit. Go inside the locker room as Iwoo Hoops trades the pursuit of me for the pursuit of three. Welcome to episode 4.3 of The Pursuit. I'm Jeff Clark, one of the basketball coaches at Indiana Wesleyan. On today's episode, you'll join the team on a missions trip to the Dominican Republic. In the first half, freshman Jonathan Panzu will explain what the team did well there and give insight to how it set him up for growth later in the year. Coach Tonegal will come on in the second half to talk about the program's partnership with Go Ministries and why the trip has become such an integral part of the I Am Third culture in the program. To hear more about the trip, you can go back to season two of the podcast and re-listen to the daily updates the team gave while overseas. We're joined by freshman Jonathan Panzu, going back to our time in August in the Dominican Republic. And for any listeners who want more, every day our players interviewed each other while we were there. And, and Jonathan and Trevor Waite went in depth for, for part of that. So you can go back to that period on this podcast and listen in for more. But Jonathan, let's go back to that time you had been at school for the month of June. You had gotten to know your teammates, but then you were coming back in your first extended time away from the country with your teammates going to the Dominican Republic. What were you feeling going into that trip? I was feeling pretty anxious, so I'm not going to lie. Like, um, just the thought of going to a, to a different country to go and serve others. Like, I was, I was pretty excited, but at the same time, I was pretty anxious because I didn't really know what to expect. Um, um, like, I was pretty nervous, like, because we weren't able to drink the water. That was something that was just on my mind the entire time. Like, I'm not going to drink water if I'm thirsty. But, nah, I was, I was excited, though. And, and there's two things that as we go through the preseason here, listeners will continue to hear in terms of how things are designed. One is, is getting out of comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And the other is the value of deep relationships and the importance of both these in pursuing the I Am Third life. So let's start with the first, getting out of our comfort zone. What were some of the things you remember that really stretched you on that trip? Um... The heat and how hot it was, um, that definitely, like, made uh, me and, like, I know a few of the guys were, like, it made us really, like, uncomfortable in a sense because it was so hot. Um, along with the fact that, like you said, like, we couldn't, like, get, like, any any amount of water in our mouth while we were showering. Like, these are all uncomfortable things, but it led to growth. That's what being uncomfortable does. So let's let's go to the heat. And, and just take listeners into what we might do on a typical day. So we're going down. This is one of the poorest parts of the entire hemisphere. We're going with the ministry, Go Ministries, that we've gone with multiple times. They're some of our favorite people in the world. Will and Audrey Parton are phenomenal. We've been with them from day one. Kyle Bradley. There's, a, there's an entire group of people down there that we are very close with. They're like family to our program. What was a typical day like? You mentioned the heat. What would we be doing outside in that heat? Wow. Uh, what would we be doing inside of the heat? We'd be, like, working on a bridge that um, a community didn't have. Um, I think it was um, it was messed up. Like, the bridge got washed away in a flood. So uh, it was our priority to, uh, to just build a bridge, and that was really exciting. We'd have to get up early in the morning and um, just go and, like, start building and it was really hot. I can't emphasize how hot it was. Like, <laughs> that's just something I'll never forget how hot it was. And 
So, for example, this community where we were building a bridge, there was an entire community that had been removed from the life of the rest of the community because this bridge had collapsed. And there was a log across the river. There was also, when the when the tide was low, different rocks you could climb across. But the Go Ministries has a church that they planted within this community. It's the first church that's, and Christian presence in this community in the history of the community. And people are coming to, to know Christ, and there's life for the first time. This is very impoverished. But these people have been removed from the life of the rest of the community because this bridge went out and go said the government's not going to fix this. So we're going to take the initiative and we're going to fix this to help these people at no charge to them. So as we're working, the people of the community are outside, they're playing, they're walking around. Some are coming and helping us. Mm -hmm. What was it like to interact with them and to see them? Because it is extremely impoverished. Um, it was It was absolutely amazing, but yet shocking. Like meeting some of those people and like understanding their circumstances, you would think like they'd be, they'd be sad or like be upset of like you know not having much, but they they had a sense of joy and like a um, I don't know just had passion about coming and helping helping us and uh, coming to meet us. Like it was just extremely exciting. And I, I know for me, one of the things I always walk away with is gratitude, and yeah. it, it makes me count the blessings I have mm -hmm. and all the things I have. Mm -hmm. Another thing it does is it just deepens relationships because, like you said, it's hot. We're working hard. We're they don't have a, a cement truck they back up. We're mixing the cement yeah. right there on the pavement. Mm -hmm. We're carrying buckets of of dirt and sand yeah. and rocks all to build this bridge. What happened between you and your teammates during this hard work? Um, I'd say this was one of the the key moments of us like being one. Um, a lot of that started in our mission trip to the Dominican Republic. Um, you can't get the job done by yourself. That was an insanely tough job building that bridge, and you just simply have to trust your teammates to, to pass a bucket to ultimately um, complete one common goal and that make the bridge. That's something we, we lived off the entire year, passing, passing your bucket one at a time, one bucket at a time, because we'd get in this long assembly line, and it'd be dozens of buckets, and you'd scoop sand in it and you just pass it up and you dump it on, on the pavement. It yeah. was just, you just kept passing that. And even as we played throughout the year, we went back to that bucket mentality mm -hmm. saying, just do your job one possession at a time. So it carried forward there. Let's talk about the games though. Cause we go and we play against the pro and yeah. semi-professional mm -hmm. teams. How was it different when all day long you're serving people in the heat who have nothing to then go out and play basketball? And how did that help? I am third come to life on the court. Um, it was it was pretty different. Like I've never served like someone for hours and then turned around and went and played an entire basketball game. Like it was different, but it was something that was super memorable and like super glad that I was able to be a part of and my teammates were able to be a part of. We we finished the week uh, with some fun stuff. We go and we uh, go to the beach, mm -hmm. but we also went and we did some uh, some cliff jumping. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just now remembering this moment uh, with you on top of this cliff. Oh and there's a way down. You can climb down a ladder. Yeah. But you're at the top of the cliff, and you decide to jump off. Yeah. Why was that moment so important to you, and, and even what happened in that moment? Um, it was, <laughs> this is a moment I'll never forget. Um, it was basically jumping off of that was just like conquering my fears. I have an insane fear of heights. <laughs> like, it's insane. Like I'm extremely scared, but I was just like, you know what? Like 
I'm not going to be a Debbie Downer, and I'm not going to be the one who's going to ruin the vibe. Like, everyone's jumping. I got to jump. My teammates are jumping. I'm jumping. So I just thought that I'd just get up there, and instead of, like, taking the ladder down, because uh, he encouraged me, uh, a lot of the guys were encouraging me, so I just jumped and just kept jumping. It was crazy. That was one of the defining moments of the trip because all week long you'd been going deeper with your teammates. Yeah. And then there in front of you was a fear that you couldn't face on your own. Mm-hmm. And my guess is if you were by yourself, there's no way you would have done that. There's but, no way. <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> but with your teammates, you did it. Yeah. As you look back on this trip, and you think about the impact it had on our team as we pursued I am third over the course of the season, what was that impact? Just absolute selflessness and um, and serving others. Um, ultimately, that's what we're called to do as Christians and as uh, followers of Jesus Christ, and it's just something that I feel like left an impact, an impact on our team. Every two years when we go down there, uh, it's amazing because these are our missionaries that are giving their all for the sake of the gospel. And we see this ministry advance every time we're down there. And it's exciting to think about you going back in a couple of years and, and just seeing the way it's grown. But just as you observed the people who are living as missionaries down there and then the local Dominicans who were also working for this ministry and giving their all for Christ, mm-hmm. what'd you take away from that? I take away that uh, from that is what they're doing is is truly what like us as humans and as followers of Christ are supposed to be doing. Like I said before, like um, a lot of a lot of work like this is looked down upon just because of um, the, the financial things. Maybe they aren't making a lot of money, or maybe like it may be extremely hard. But like what they're doing was just so inspira- like inspiring to me, and it's just like I want to be able to serve others as passionate and as like you know just natural as they are. It's just absolutely amazing. And part of the reason we take this trip is because we really believe every player will be sent from Indiana Westland as a missionary into whatever they do. Maybe it's not overseas. It might be as an accountant. It might be as a teacher. It might be as a coach. But they go in as Christ to those places. And and that's something Coach Tonegal is going to talk about when we come back in the second half. This podcast was created to take you behind the scenes of building an I Am Third culture in a basketball program. But IW Hoops believes this philosophy can translate to any context. As we enter this one-minute halftime, we want to let you hear from our sponsor, Insurance Management Group, who is building a culture of I Am Third in the insurance industry right here in Indiana. Here's IMG President Trent Daly. Pursuing the I Am Third lifestyle has helped me grow as a leader in all aspects of life. Putting God first, my colleagues and customers second, and myself third has impacted IMG in ways I couldn't have imagined. At IMG, we have a passion for people and helping them achieve their goals. We are not just an insurance agency. We are a culture and an experience. You should expect more from your insurance agent. Visit us now at www.insmgt.com. Now back to the second half. We're joined again by Coach Greg Tonegal. In the first half, we heard from Jonathan Panzu. And I want to get back to the players. But first, Coach, before we get to that, let's just talk about Go in general and the partnership that's formed over time. Why do we continue to choose to go back with this ministry to the Dominican Republic? Well, we, we feel like we have just a, a, a brotherly heartbeat with, with this organization. So Go is a huge organization, but specifically they have a, 
an outreach arm that is uh, sports ministry, and it just it just beats with ours. They passionate about sports, but they love other people, and they found a way to take that those giftings and then use them for the benefit of other people. And it's it's given us a model not only while we're down there, but when we come back. And it's been fun every couple of years when we go back to see how the ministry's grown, and they just stay there, and over time it's grown and. God's doing some amazing things that 10 years ago they were dreaming about, and now it's coming to life. And there's a reflection there as well because it's been similar leadership over a long period of time. How does staying in one place lead to more opportunity? Yeah, I think what we've learned from Go is, is when you make a commitment and you stay in a place, there's more opportunities to be creative and there's more opportunities to go deeper. And that's some of, I think, the, the thought here is, is people have asked us, why, why have you been there so long and is it time to move on? And I think rather than look at it that way, we've said every year there are more opportunities and there are deeper opportunities with our team. And that's the excitement part of ministry. When you go deeper and you become more creative, that's a lot of fun. And that goes back to some of the identity piece we've been talking about because the, the world of college basketball, you don't see people stay as often when they have opportunities that may seem bigger. Why do you think that is? I think, once again, every, a lot of people live for the expectations of others. And uh, obviously, if you did that, you, you know, you wouldn't be here. People would say, hey, you have to become a head coach or this job makes the most sense for you. And to be able to say, you know what, this this is where God's called me to, or, or to hear his voice amongst the crowd and, and all the, the noise, I think speaks to spiritual maturity. And, and because of that, there's been a ton of fruit and there's there's a lot of creative things that are happening. This this podcast being one of them. I mean, this was kind of out of the box thinking, but has, has certainly, um, as we've received a lot of feedback, had a great impact. And that's why as we go down to the Dominican Republic with Go Ministries, there's such a shared heartbeat because there's new ideas and new things emerging emerging in this ministry that maybe they couldn't have thought possible 10 years ago, but now God's bringing it to life in new ways. So let's get into the specifics of the trip. What happened that you remember this year and how did it carry forward into the season? Well, for for me, the trip is, is timely. It's every two years, and it's almost a reset uh, for me mentally to say what matters most in life. Because we go down there, and you're in one of the poorest places in the Western Hemisphere, and you're deprived and stripped of all the, the comfort of the American lifestyle. But yet, are you? I mean, you would attest to this. Do we know any people that are more happy than the people we're with? And it just makes you ask the question, well, what really makes us happy? And it really comes down to a life centered on Christ, and a life focused on other people. And so for us, it's a really practical way to live out I Am Third. But my goal is not that it's a, it's a one-week experiment or experience, but yet we come home and we say, how do we do that here in the United States? How do we live a life of God first, focused on Christ, and other people second? And we always know that uh, our friends Kyle Bradley, Will Partner, they're going to have some new project. I think the thing that you say is give us the hardest work you can possibly <clears throat> find so our guys are exhausted. So take listeners inside what the project was this year. Yeah, it's no vacation, as our guys know. When, when we get down there, we love to work. And uh, I, I think there's so much value in hard work. I think there's a ton of value in sweating. Um, I grew up on a farm, and uh, sometimes I wish I could take our team back to that farm so they really understood what a hard day's uh, work looked like. But down there, we do a lot of digging. Uh, we've dug cisterns that have been 14 feet deep, 14 feet wide, and you're doing it in 110-degree sun. Um, 
we built a bridge this last year, which was a blast. There were two communities, but they were separated by a ravine. And oftentimes, if, if there was an emergency, uh, they were hard-pressed to get that person across into the hospital or into the city. So we started to build this bridge, which was really unique. I mean, I, th I think that bridge was a picture in far bigger ways than just a, a physical bridge. But it was taking two communities and bringing them together. It was us taking you know, our gifts and abilities and bridging the gap, the cultural divide with another um, culture down there. And uh, that was a special experience. Every time we go to Dominican, some themes emerge that we take throughout the year. And I remember even going into the national tournament this year, we were using this phrase of passing buckets. What happened there in the DR? And then how did we use that throughout the entire season to, to teach our team the mentality we need to have? So we find out quickly that they uh, tend to do construction maybe a little slower than we do it in the States. We didn't have a dump <laughs> truck or a bucket tractor. We had a shovel and buckets, and we basically had to move yards and yards of concrete uh, I don't know, 200 yards down a hill to form the, uh, the footings of this bridge. Well, we formed a line and we had probably 30 people in that line and it was one bucket at a time and you would pass it to the next person, pass it to the next person. And it became a symbol as the year went on that there was such a sense of trust. Nobody was trying to vie for spots in line. Nobody was trying to elevate their status. All you wanted to do was pass the next bucket that was given to you in hopes that you were going to do something for a community that couldn't do it for itself. So you could see the resemblance of, 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 of a basketball team in the middle of the season. Can you just do what's asked of you in that moment? Can you just pass the bucket one pass at a time in hopes that you eventually are building something that's bigger and uh, greater than, than one person? This year was a little different because one of our friends, Donnie Boswick, and his team, Oklahoma Wesleyan, was down what was it like to have him, and, and how did that even develop? Well, shout out to Donnie just for being an awesome man and, and really very influential in, our, in the life of our program. He introduced us to Fearless back in 2013, I want to say. So to reconnect with him on this trip uh, was an absolute blast. Got to spend time with him digging ditches or, or digging uh, trenches for the bridge. And then at night, you know, just, just some time in worship and in the Word and, and watching him lead his own program. You have two different programs with the same goal, though, of, of taking their team closer to the Lord. Why would you encourage other leaders to do something like this? Maybe it's not a mission trip. Maybe they can't do that. But creating this space where you're away, you're out of your comfort zone, and you're doing something together. It's almost a shock to the system. And, and I think we do that a lot in basketball. We'll mix up our drills. We'll... We'll, we'll, we'll take our team out of their comfort zones, but, but spiritually to be able to do that as a group is something unique. And, you know, I don't know if there's another time period in your life where you're going to gather 14 of your best friends and, and do something this unique. So I would encourage coaches out there to think outside the box and to try to set their team up for such an experience. On our next episode, you'll hear about the transition to college from Isaiah Payton and Seth Maxwell. The two freshmen will talk about the challenges of junkyard workouts, intense practices, and time management. Coach Tonegal will join the second half to share why he is so intentional as a coach in pushing guys outside of their comfort zones and how it sets them up for future growth. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Pursuit. If you were challenged to grow from this podcast, please rate or review us on your podcast platform or share with those you know as it helps multiply the impact. If you have a question you would like to ask iWoo Hoops on a future episode, Hashtag Ask Hoops or email jeff.clark at indwes.edu. 
You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Hoops. Join us next time right here on The Pursuit. And remember, if you want to be first, first find a way to be third.